Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! Rans, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Before I introduce my esteemed colleague, I need to shout out Powerslam.tv, our sponsor. Thank you guys for being our sponsor. Uh, check them out. Powerslam.tv, use the, use the code Social Suplex, and you will uh, get your first month free, I believe, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, big shit going on. With that being said, introducing my brother, my golden lover's brethren, and uh, the man who is... Filling his face with some delicious cheesecake. That I made my damn self. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, man? I mean, I'm feeling kind of salty, Brother Rance. Uh, I'm feeling real salty about some bullshit fuckery going on in Titantown. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. So normally, we try to give y'all some type of some type of structure, some semblance. We we try to take topics and then move on to other. T- ain't that shit ain't happening tonight? Everybody getting this work. Everything is getting this work, and we gonna start with this new direction. Specifically, I would like to start with this disclaimer. What do I say week after week on the Outsider's Edge? Less McMahon's on my television screen is a great thing. And what was my product filled with all fucking week? The goddamn McMahon family. <laughs> yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I don't think we'll see all four of them every week. But, yeah, Monday and Tuesday was the McMahon show. You know who's not going to get this work? One person is not going to get this work. Hunter? Paige. Oh. Shout out to Paige. You yeah. did nothing wrong, boo. No, Nothing. no, she did something wrong. You know what she did? Hmm. She, she, what she did wrong was she, she, she became internet fave. This, this is the shit. This, the page thing tripped me out. Uh, Dave LaGreca on busted open today was losing his mind over this page shit. This is the shit that I don't fucking understand about fans. Y'all bitch and moan about every single thing, everything. The product sucks. We need to change everything, and then they do it, and they're like, "Oh no, don't change that. I like that." Be specific. Yo, man, I stand for SmackDown. I ain't talking you to you. That. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the fans, the listeners, the people. You can't be, you you can't say you hate authority figures and then they get rid of authority figures and you want an authority figure. It doesn't make, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. You, it doesn't, it's, 
that doesn't make sense. I'm sick of authority figures. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. Damn, we we need Paige though. What? Paige, as cool as Paige is, and as good as she's been on on screen, she she didn't she didn't bring anything extra to that role that ain't been brought there. She wasn't an asset to the show. She was just a nice little part when she played a little two or three segments a night, if that. She did the William Regal job. That's all anybody wants from an authority figure is the William Regal job. But the point is, if you believe what they said, there ain't no more authority figures. We're the authority. We ain't no motherfucking authority. Oh, I know. I know. So let's 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 start with this. The the announcement, the shake up announcement, whatever you want to call it. Vince comes out, and of course on cue, he's cheered like Austin in ninety eight. Of course, because the fans are fickle as fuck. Danny Bryan was right. He tried to tell you. Um, and he proceeds to cut a promo saying that things need to be changed. Uh, everybody has. Uh, everybody comes to a point where they realize they need help. And I found this interesting. And this is this is how I know this is off storyline. This wasn't Vince saying that he that the show sucks. This is off storyline. Let me tell you why. He says. Uh, he said that uh, it comes to a point where everybody needs help. And then he looks at the crowd and says, I can do without you, though. And then he proceeds to bring out his kids. And the kids are taking back Raw. It's essentially... The kids who've been feuding for, like, a year and a half now? It's, well, you know, you... Wrestling is so meta now that you have to be able to separate storyline from real shit. And so we know real life that they all love each other and shit, right? But, well, yeah, we know that. But I'm saying within the kayfabe... Ain't, if they ain't no kayfabe. Clearly, there's no kayfabe. Obvi. And it ain't been no kayfabe I, in a minute. What am I thinking? I'm saying. Ain't no kayfabe. Um, but yeah. So, my initial problem with this is I have no problem with them wanting to go want to change things up a bit. In fact, if you if you read my tw- my Twitter timeline. Me and Chad, uh, Chad Matthews, the doc, went back and forth on, on some of the things I think that will be changed. I'm fine with that. That's cool. Everything can always be, you can always adjust some things. We can do some things on this show to make the show better. You can always, there's no perfect. You can always get better. So I'm cool with that. My issue is, you did need to say it out loud. You didn't make, make this grandiose statement. And you need to stop empowering these fickle-ass entitled fans into thinking that they control the show. Our job is not to do that. But Rance, they told me I was a part of the show. You know why, right, Mr. IWC person guy? They told you you were a part of the show, so when the show sucks, it's your fucking fault. I mean, it is their fucking fault. It's always their fault. But, in the, well, let me not say it's always their fault because, yeah, WWE books and have creative isn't good, but sure. Fans play a huge part in the story, in the in the circle in the circle just as much, not just as much, but a, a good portion of the way as as WWE does. But, uh, you know, so Raw Raw wasn't different other than the Gauntlet match. It was a standard episode of Raw. You just had some Breeze got Breeze and the Revival got some shine. Okay, the Revival's on TV every week. They just got to win. Cool. More Tyler Breeze. More Breezango. And can I talk about Breeze for a second? So many people are 
bitch about Breeze not being utilized and not being used and this, that, and the other. And yes, Breeze is amazing. But but can we, like, really, can we stop, can we think before we talk for once? Every tag team in the company established, when one of them gets hurt, both of them get taken off of TV. You didn't see Dash Wilder on television when Scott Dawson was rehabbing. When Jimmy, when Jay, when Jay Uso was hurt, you ain't see Jimmy out there running one-on-one matches. This is what they do. When Kofi got hurt and had ankle surgery, did you see Big E and Xavier Woods running around there talking about pancakes? This is what they do. So Breeze ain't on TV not because they don't care about him. He's on TV because Fandango's been hurt for nine months. Before Fandango got hurt, they were on TV consistently. More Breezango. Yeah. More Breezango. And but Breezango was one of two, right? That denotes that we need the Zang, the Dang, the Zango to the Breeze, right? Well, I mean, I, I more all of that. More of them as individuals. More of them as a team. More of them. But you get my point. Is my, do you understand oh, I get the point? point you're making. I'm just going to continue to mark for them because I don't mark for many things on Raw, but I mark for Breezango. Yeah, yeah, Breeze is amazing. Fandango is amazing. And Dango should be back soon. I mean, according to his thirst trap of an Instagram, he should be a lot of things. Let me, let me tell you something, man. Like, I'm a hetero male, and that dude has me questioning some things when I see his shit. That motherfucker there needs to put some Thirst trap. Put some fucking shirts on. No, never put a shirt on. <laughs> Ever. Um, and the rest of your life with no shirt, I'm cool with it. How did you feel about the Ambrose uh, Breeze segment and Rollins being one of the, I don't know, one of Bane's henchmen? Um, well, I was generally a fan of the segment because I'm generally a fan of Tyler Breeze. Um, as far as the Rollins Ambrose part of it. Like I'm not indifferent in the sense that they've done anything bad. I'm indifferent in the sense that I don't watch raw consistently. So I'm just like, okay, they're going to move that forward. That's cool. So I'm actually more curious for, for you, for a guy like you who doesn't watch raw. Did that segment make you interested in wanting to see what goes on with Seth and Dean raw, notwithstanding just if it was on, if it was on any show, did that breed any interest? Not really, because here's my thing. Seth and Dean are both good in the ring, but Seth and Dean are both very deliberate in the ring in a way that I'm a little too ADD for. Like their TLC match. Yeah. They did nothing wrong. They did nothing bad. It wasn't that they did anything poorly. It's just... um, I'm used to a little more sugar in my cereal. So, uh, I, I do want to talk about Seth with you. Um, I kind of mentioned this with uh, Platt on Cheshire Radio. But, um, something's got to be up with Seth. So, I think most of us um, who are fairly knowledgeable fans, as take that how you will, think that Seth is one of the better, if not one of the best, in-ring wrestlers that the WWE has. Is that fair? Yeah, when he's not consistently selling that fucking knee injury from three years ago. DDP sold uh, ribs his whole life, so... I mean, Bob Orton wore a cast for like eight years. I'm saying, so this is just precedent. Um, So we can agree that uh, Seth is one of the best in-ring guys on the roster. 
do absolutely you, do you believe that Seth is one of the more engaging personalities on the roster? I mean, you know that I was never a huge Rollins mark, but I mean, he's the most interesting character they've got on Raw right now with Owens and Zayn out. Okay, so those two thought processes. So I want you to think about those two thought processes. And I want you to think about when he has some semblance of a big match, the crowd continues to turn on it for some bullshit reason. Him and Finn Balor for the world title at uh, SummerSlam. They bitch the whole time about a belt and chant about the belt. Him and Ziggler at uh, whatever show that was, Extreme Rules. They bitch about the clock. Main event of the show, IC title. Can I tell you what my favorite Rollins match of the year has been? Rollins versus Miz. Well, right, but yeah, okay, we'll talk about that after this. I'm trying, I'm, I want, I'm trying to make a point and get your, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, I'm, I, I don't understand why there's a disconnect between Rollins and these big matches. Because it, Rollins it, wrestles very deliberately, and the fan base at this point is so conditioned to that like move, 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 faster pace that Rollins' matches seem to drag by comparison. So then how can we consider him, simultaneously consider him one of the best wrestlers in, in the business, in the company, but then hate his matches? Because he's so smooth. Like, everything he does is good. It's just that it's slower and not as exciting to watch. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand that. It can't, be, it can't be both to me. It has to be either or. You either like his matches and accept that he's good, or if you're going to continue to boycott his matches, then accept that there's a disconnect there. I can't. I don't it, see how it can be both. I didn't say there's not a disconnect. I'm saying that he can still be good at his craft because of how smooth and technically sound he is at his craft and not necessarily capture the audience in the same way that other more high speed for lack of a better term performers do there's there's just something off there that i just can't understand and and i mean you're 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 pointing out reasons but that doesn't that doesn't explain the whole story to me i just don't feel like that can that can simply just matter of factly be it is there something with seth's character that's that's off is there something besides his sequence of moves or how quickly he wants to put uh, attacks together. It's, it's I don't know because this has happened four times now, and it's, and and but simultaneously again, both sides, this has happened four times. Every time people beg, we want Rollins. People beg, we want Rollins to slay the beast. People beg, we want Rollins to be the top guy on 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 Raw and the top guy in the company. And then he gets the position to do top guy stuff, and we boo him out of the building, or we 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 chant about a, a clock or a beach ball or. Uh, a, a red belt or something. At TLC, they straight up chanted "boring" at them. Yes. Straight up chanted "boring" at them. So what is so what is it? And 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 how can how can fans say in the same breath that, th- that this is the guy I want to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and be the guy, but then we're doing this in all the matches? I'll say a couple things. I'll say number one. I don't want Seth Rollins to be the guy to beat Brock Lesnar personally, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know who I want to be that person. That's fair. Um, 
Number two, I'm going to give you someone that I would compare him to to give you a sense of what I feel like is the same thing. He's got more character clout because of longevity, but it's like Randy Orton. It's like Randy Orton. Everybody can acknowledge, I hate Randy Orton. I want him to go away. But I can acknowledge that he's great in the ring. He's good at what he does. Nothing about what he does is exciting. Nothing at all. And it doesn't interest me in the slightest. Hmm. I think Seth has a similar conundrum about him. In the sense that he's over. He's got clout. But nothing about his style excites anyone. And so when they try to push him higher up than a Randy Orton upper mid-card level, people reject it. That's interesting. Hmm. Not saying it's right or wrong, sure, but that's just a theory. That's a, that's, that's a very interesting theory, one that I think I'm, I might agree with. I, it blows my mind. It truly does that somebody... That unanimously loved, that unanimously respected, that unanimously intriguing, consistently gets shit on when he gets the position that people want him to be in, are begging for him to be in. It's a, it's another one of those things. I think that some of it also comes down to card placement. Well, like that was TLC because problem, sure because yeah, I was gonna say that TLC match. If they'd have put that at the beginning of the card. Or even in the mid-card itself, like right in the middle of the show, I don't think it would have been as poorly received as it was going after AJ Daniel and before the TLC. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, But I think we both can agree that we can't always say it's just a car placement. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that always, but I think that, like, at TLC especially, I think that was the major issue. Um, what do you see happening with Rollins and Ambrose coming up? I think Ambrose comes out on top because I do think they're going to push Rollins up the card. Okay. Um, the Corbin saga, how do you feel about that? How do you think that's played out with the with okay you can't call him the authority no more because we're the authority so the mcmahon family ousting Um, let's call them the corporation let's take it back to the attitude era (laughs) that is where the no chance song started that's what i'm saying man like for those that don't know no chance in hell was an in your house pay-per-view that vince had custom music made for and here we are 22 years later and he's still rocking that shit and that shit's still fire though oh it's still fire it's one of the best in the business like vince and shane both got one thing right they both found a really fire ass theme song that stays catchy for her <laughs> stephanie still ain't figured that shit out i don't know i like that quandum shit though that shit does it's, it's catchy my thing with Triple H is I liked his original theme better than I like my time. time to play. Yeah, I like my time way better than time to play the game, but like time to play the game has just become synonymous. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, I'm cool with Corbin finally not being the authority figure and not being the central focus of the show. I was not cool with all the fuck shit. Okay, like. 
and by that, I mostly mean it was too much. Like at TLC, like at the entire fucking roster. Yes, everybody that got involved made sense from the storyline perspective, continuity wise. That all made sense. But like, I don't need literally all of them to be in there to squash Corbin both nights. Like, give me half one night and the other half the next night. Well, they didn't have Finn, so they took one away. You know, <laughs> too much, too much. Don't overbook it. Don't Vince Russo this shit. <clears throat> the only reason I was cool with it was for this reason. I think Sunday was more about outsmarting him, right? He had he had basically just he had told himself that he was gonna win by forfeit or count out in a no, no DQ match, right? And then of course he got outsmarted. Cool. This was about putting him in his place. The one, the Corbin continuously would change matches in the middle of the matches to from a singles match to a handicap match, or he would stop would stop a match in the middle of happening and make it a no DQ match or things like that. And that's they kept doing that in the middle of his match. He would get to a stopping point, and then they'd say, "Oh my bad, I forgot. This is an ODQ match." Like he so like he used to do. So I feel like it was a true comeuppance. You're in your place. You're done now. And so I didn't mind it because I, I saw the Im, I saw the imagery behind it. Um, do you think Corbin stays utilized at the top of the card? Because Corbin gets heat. That ain't got nobody heat. else. I mean, they ain't got no fucking buddy else. Of course he stays utilized. Raw can't afford to de-emphasize anybody right now. Like, let's not forget, even if people are starting to heal up and get close to coming back, we are still no Sammy, no Kevin, no Roman. Brock off on the farm somewhere. And Braun like, back. Braun ain't back. Like, all of these people still fucking out. Of course Baron Corbin stays utilized. Okay, well, you just mentioned you just mentioned uh, a natural segue, Kevin and Sammy. They are supposedly on the way back. Um, the interesting thing to me is promo videos and vignettes are always interesting to me how they how they're trying to position the character, right? Because those are the things that make you think if you want to cheer a guy or boo a guy if you've never seen him before. And yes, consistently, Sammy and Kevin have been the heels. But the way Kevin got written out of the storylines and almost simultaneously the way Sammy did almost made you and think... And the fact that they're both crowd favorites, yes, even if it feels... Almost made you think that they might come back as crowd favorites. But the vignettes continue to paint them as heels. What do you think about all that? I think they're better heels and Raw needs top card heels that are going to be there every week. I think there's money in them as faces. I, I want to prep it. I do want to say that there is money, especially in Kevin. Yeah. Because Sammy's been a face. So like, if you're going to do Sammy Kevin fight forever, let's see it with this shoe on the other foot. Cause they've never, even back in ROH, they've never done that version of this feud. They've never done jealous Sammy. Who's upset that Kevin's got all the titles and all the accolades and all the blah, blah, blah. And Sammy's got fuck all to show for it. Um, they've never done that, so that's money. Don't get me wrong, but as someone who's not a believer in Drew McIntyre, as someone who's not here for Baron Corbin, Raw needs a top card heel. 
And nothing says top of the card heel like the Kevin Owens show. Yeah, except for maybe Grandpa Glasses, Sami Zayn. Oh, the Grandpa Glasses. Are... Have you seen Ray J's new glasses that flip over so you can look at people with the side eye? He needs those. He needs those in his life. Um, yeah. you mentioned uh Drew Mack, um Finn and Welcome. <laughs> Finn and uh and um Ziggler had a nice little match that of course McIntyre interrupted and they're leading to a uh triple threat next week on the Christmas Eve edition. Um do you feel like Drew's been de emphasized recently? Yes. Hmm. And that's really interesting seeing as how strongly he's been pushed. And he hasn't been de-pushed, just de-emphasized. Would you agree with yeah, that? They, yeah, they started putting him with geeks. Lashley's a geek. Well, those geeks mattered. Corbin's those, a geek. Those geeks made sense because Corbin was was a power-drunk guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of the reason he's de-emphasized is because he's about to feud more extensively with Dolph. And, like, Dolph got a mid-card ceiling. Can't feud with a mid-card guy if you're above them. I wonder if they really are going to pull the, the trigger on an actual Dolph-Drew feud. I mean, Dolph's flip-flopped alignment so many times at this point. Why not? Oh, he's going to be face again. I got no doubt of that. But I don't know if they're going to, like, do a real angle where every, every Monday, Dolph and Drew do this. Next Monday, Dolph and Drew do this. Royal Rumble, Dolph and Drew have a singles match. Fastlane. Dolph, I don't know if they're going to go to that lens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. The only thought I had when I was watching the match with Finn is how much I miss Finn coming to the ring on Fale's shoulders. <laughs> but you don't get the Finn cam, if you know what I'm talking about. Just like... Just yeah, but I could do without the Finn Cam because I would much rather see him come to the ring on Fale's shoulders, just like pointing around like a badass because he's on fucking Fale. And like, if you're on Fale, you have a right to be a badass because who's gonna fuck with Fale? Nobody. None, none of the Tongans, for that rec- for that matter. No, none. Um, uh, go ahead. No, no. So like, that was all I could think. Um, but yeah, I do think Drew Max Ben de-emphasized. Hmm. Um, this new so this new direction in a in a in a oh the NXT call ups we don't know where they're going. So um, can we make that a thing? Let's guess where everyone's going. Okay, so I'll start with Lars. He's the one who's had the most vignettes. He's going to Raw. That's why he's had the most vignettes. <laughs> Makes too much Let's sense. be real. Let's Makes, be real here. Too, okay, well then if. We know Let's get the run. other obvious one out of the way. Nikki's going to SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are the two obvious ones. Now let's get to the fun part. I think they're all obvious. I think Heavy Machinery is going to Raw. What do you think? Well, Raw's tag team division is a dumpster fire that needs more established tag teams. So like, let's get the Heavy Machinery in to clear the fucking crew. By the way, can't. Oh, oh, oh I see what you did there. That was pretty good. Um. Can I get my credit, though? Because I said weeks ago the Heavy Machinery would be the Raw Tag Team Champions next year. Weeks ago. I mean, I'll give you that credit when they win the titles at the Royal Rumble. I'm about to say, because you know it's going to be long. No. <laughs> it's not going to be long. that tag division. It's not. <laughs> the current champs are Gable and Rude. Let's be fucking real. 
Oh man. Um. Okay, Lacey. Um, I think Lacey goes to SmackDown because SmackDown needs depth within their division. Hmm. Like they've got a lot of girls that are great in that like jobberette role, but like Lacey could be an established character for them. And and the alignment is so weird because Becky and Charlotte are, are heels that are that are faces and technically if you're going by the alignment that they're showing us on 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 Tuesdays that would make Mandy the top heel on this show maybe which is so gross we'll see you hate her for reasons which I don't no you like her for reasons which I don't which completely changes the perspective of her as a performer. Tomato, tomato, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be real, you take away the porn music and that rack, and, um, and she ain't bringing v- much to the table. And the best V-trigger in the business? Yeah, she ain't bringing much to the table. <laughs> I'm here I'm here on the record saying I want to see Sonya Deville get a push in 2019. Can, can I stand next to you and say that too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Put your hair up and square up and push this woman. Push her. Push her. Y'all gave her. Y'all gave her that synthesized uh, guitar music extra for for something. Yeah. Like <sighs> let's do it. But anyway, no. I say Lacey goes to SmackDown because SmackDown needs more women who can actually wrestle. Okay. Um. Well, then that just leaves EC3. EC3 seems like a raw guy, but they might they they might swerve us and put him on SmackDown though. Nah. He's a raw guy. So, he's all character. He's all flash and no. He's all sizzle and no steak. Did, so on, you know. So if you, if for those of you, if those of you listening who didn't see the vignette, excuse me, EC3's vignette was literally him walking into his super expensive penthouse, dressed in and his suit, stripping, stripping his off his suit, and his tights or his underwear underneath. <laughs> Underneath his pants, he does a little ass jiggle. I, I wonder if his boyfriend Drake Maverick told him to wear them. Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> dog, somebody on Twitter said that, so is EC3's gimmick a, a broke Chippendales dancer? Basically. It seems like it. No, he's not broke, though, because he's Dixie's nephew, remember? Wink, wink. And, yo, shout out to Dixie keeping the, keeping the kayfabe alive. Hell yeah! Signing her tweet, Aunt D. Like, <laughs> alright, Dixie. I respect it. I love it. I'm telling you, this is going to be an on-screen character pretty soon. That's fine. Ethan needs it. Ethan needs it to make her interesting. As I'm I'm cool with Dixie being on-screen. I, I yeah, don't, I, she don't, I don't want her no in business. any way. No. Yeah, I don't want her in any way involved in any other kind of capacity. But as an on-screen character, she can do it. Yeah. She can get it done. Yeah, she really she really learned pretty fast to be a yeah, decent on-screen character. Absolutely. Um... Can we can we uh stop the show right now and celebrate the fact that Lucha House rules are dead? Oh, thank you. Oh my God. I can the like Lucha booties go with them? How about we keep Grandma Talik? Yeah, no, he can stay. Okay. He can stay. Cause he's cause he's awesome. We need to like repackage him at this point because like he can stay Grand Metalik, but I'm saying we need to re like sure we need to de booty him and re lucha him. <laughs> <laughs> applause sir yeah you know one thing um you know one thing that gets me about the slow death of 205 live and how they're slowly integrating all of the characters onto the main I roster i don't believe that but we're going to get to that too 
<laughs> Clive isn't too happy about th- about that possibility. Oh, he's convinced that the show is going to be off air by June. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Grimmitz. I don't like the 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 lucha full body suit like Super Crazy wears. Yeah, but he's he's the most pure luchador they've got. No, he is, but I think his I think we take him seriously if he changed his appearance. Possibly, I think he needs Ray. If that's what Ray should be used for, is to help like the shitty luchadors be less shitty. Right, but I'd say I, I I'm I'm okay with him getting his nine months in of solo stuff. I need my feud with uh, Andrade. I need that. And then yeah, but they're not of the Papa same Bear. brand, bro. Ray and Pop- Ray and Andrade are together on SmackDown. Oh, I'm talking about. I thought you were talking about Metalik. I was like, what? No, oh, they are on the same brand. Well, so the demise of 205 Live is being exaggerated because I feel like Ray is going to eventually end up on 205 Live, even if it's part. Yo, but shout out to Mustafa Ali for getting called up and having a hell of a match in the main event of SmackDown this week. No, I was just saying shout out to him, but what I was going to also say is if 205 guys are just being like randomly sent to SmackDown Live, can I get some Drew Gulak up in my Tuesday? You know how you have a Ring of Honor segment every week? I'm going to give you a Drew Drew Gulak segment every week. Yo, I love Gulak. You go out of your way to shout your boy out. I ain't mad at it. Um, No, man. I'm all about some hashtag Drew05 Live. I, I, I want to finish off Raw so we can move to SmackDown. I mean, a lot of us want to finish off Raw. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. The gauntlet match, yo. Talk to me about that, man. Um, Number one, as we say on the edge all the time, Yes to emphasizing the women. They are the best part of your product. Please continue to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the solution to your lack of a mid-card, WWE. More women, more tag teams, less fuck shit. Um, Too simple, though. Yeah. But anyway, um, right person won if it's just going to be a throwaway match for the Christmas Eve show. Right I, person one. She's hot right now, and she won't stay hot for very long because she's natty. I expect. I actually expected um, when I saw when I saw Bailey start. You know that there's always a sequence, right? I expected it to be Sasha win, winning. Excuse me. Oh, because Sasha's at this the point, best I've been up on was, them pushing Bailey and Sasha until they actually push Bailey or Sasha. I didn't didn't have to be a push. I just thought that that would be the match Sasha and Ronda on the Christmas Eve Christmas Eve edition of of of, uh, of Raw, and that is good. I'm sure the match will be fine. Um, did you? How did you feel about the promo Ronda's promo? I haven't seen Ronda's promo yet. I fell asleep. Okay, don't worry about it. It's not worth it. Um, I mean, I figured Ronda's like real good, real good in the ring for as little experience as she's got, but still learning her way on the microphone. I'm not saying she's terrible, but she's still figuring it oh, out. Oh, right, right, right. It's, it's, you can, I think, I think the way she said her emphasis and her diction are fine. It's the shit you're saying, Ma. Like you just yeah, um, you're saying you, things that you talk not... about how Becky doesn't sound authentic. That's my problem with the way that they're presenting Rhonda. Nothing about this feels like Rhonda. 
it just feels like real, real forced. You, I think you're right, but I think the difference between Becky and Ronda is we've seen Ronda in a capacity of being a badass fighter for the better part of seven, eight years now. Becky just up and decided she was going to be this badass four months ago, three months ago. Oh, no, I, I understand what you're saying there, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, She's the shit Ronda said, like, it, it just make sense sounds so forced. And I'm just like, there is no way that someone who's 31 years old is giving all these, like... Millennial disses. Yeah, it's just not happening. Yeah, she'll get there. She'll get there. Maybe maybe she has too much clout. Maybe she has too much pull with Vince. And she needs a filter. Maybe. Um... I I enjoyed Raw, but I I'm, I find it laughable if anybody thinks that Raw was different. If you take away the gauntlet match, which is a big takeaway, I get as one that's a, that's a third of the show. Yeah, but I mean they had a gauntlet match like that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, exactly. That lasted for like a third of the show, and it was a great fucking gauntlet match, exactly. and we talked about it for weeks. Like that, exactly. that ain't new. Um, then Nia won a, a five person gauntlet like maybe five months ago or something like that. Oh, yeah, a women's gauntlet match yeah. especially ain't nothing new. They do that shit anytime they need a number one contender with no back burner for you. So it's just funny to me that... Which is another be- reason Natty winning the match makes sense. She won the back burner women's feud. So she's the hot woman on the roster yeah, right Ruby. now. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. I would also, one more time, like to shout out to Ruby Song. I mean, I'll shout out Ruby because Ruby's good. Like, I'm cool, cool with Ruby. Yeah, yeah, but shout out to Ruby Strong. Gone but not forgotten. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was there. I wasn't looking. It was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was a nice little peek. Um, Ruby got. Let me stop. Uh, SmackDown. Break down your show, man. What did you think of your show? Man, fuck all these McMahons on my goddamn SmackDown Live. How dare you, Shane McMahon, ruining the Miz week by week. Killing me with this shit. I am not here for whiny ass Miz. This is some bullshit. How are you going to take this man and assassinate his character with some Shane Cocaine McMahon shit? That being said. That being said. <laughs> the tag team segment was wonderful. Yes. I am here for Sanity coming back and like being badasses. Not just like randomly appearing out of the ether for no fucking reason. Um, I think that'll be great. Um, I again like the fact that SmackDown finds a way, even though they've only got six tag teams on the roster, five of them get consistent time and five of them are established acts, even if they're not all believable as championship acts. And Primo and Epico keep getting them checks cuz. Yeah, man, you <laughs> cash in on that money, cash in on that money. They um, might really be able to build that hotel in Puerto Rico with all the money that Vince is paying them. Oh, another giant fuck you goes to them wasting a match that you and I outlined as fucking money last week on the edge with the great title match between Naomi and Asuka. Some people think that was bad. Can you believe that? Fuck those people and fuck their opinion. Who the hell do they think they are? It's amazing to me that people... I don't know if you've been paying attention on Twitter for the past week or so, but Naomi has all of a sudden become this big point of contention on on the IWC interwebs. Y'all, 
Pour that haterade out your cups, y'all. Naomi is where it's fucking at. Naomi, can, can we, can we, can we? And her new outfit is on point. Oh yeah, well yeah, she she's always got on point uh outfits. But but can we point out like like actual factual things, like Naomi, the low key racism behind the Naomi hate? Well, that's all it is. But I was I was talking about. Naomi got... Yeah, y'all, if you don't think so, like, look at the comments that are being made oh, and the way that they're making them. This is all coded racism. Some of it ain't coded. Naomi. Some of it is just blatant. But no, I'm talking about the fact that she got the McMahon, she got the Vince McMahon nod. Yeah, because Naomi's fucking awesome. And she's also an Anawai. Well, Fatu, technically, but still. Anawai. Yeah, they're the same. Yes, I'll, she parted as Samoan Dynasty. So, oh well, thanks, thanks, Kyle. Now you're gonna tell now people are gonna say, only reason she's getting pushed is because she's the Rock's cousin. Thanks, man. I don't give a fuck why you push <laughs> Naomi. Continue <laughs> to know. fucking do so. I, 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 I was, I was bummed when she I can talk. talk. She's great in the ring. That match with Asuka was fucking excellent, and their chemistry together comes across. I, I, I was bummed when I saw her come out for the match. But I'm okay with it if they if they do end up having a feud for Mania or whatever afterwards, if they use that first match as kind of a, they have a, use it as a callback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean Naomi came away from that match looking so fucking great. She got the Oscar like, lock twice. Three times. Oh, was it three times? Oscar had to put her in the Oscar lock. Yeah. Because she kept finding ways to get out of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like. She almost hit the split leg before Asuka put the knees up. Like, Naomi came out of that match looking great. Oh, and and, and Asuka and Naomi hit the best rear view she's ever hit. Yes. It looked great. Yes. It looked like a real move. Because she didn't charge at it in that one. Asuka came into her, and she used it as a counter. Mm -hmm. So it does look more believable and less, like, insane. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, it's so great. Like, that match was awesome. Um, The tag team match was great. I'm a huge fan of Mustafa Ali being called up to the main roster. Tell your boy stop kneeing the guy with concussion problems, though, in the face. Well, I mean, let's be real. Our boy ain't going to be placing D. Bry every week for, like, a long period of time. Well, the rumors are he might be fighting D. Bry for the title at, at Royal Rumble. Yo, man, I mean, Mustafa Ali deserves it. I ain't going to hate. He's amazing. I'm just, I just I ain't need him like, to bring your, bring your nerves down, bro, because, like. Yeah, but that'll come with time. That'll come with time. Oh. I think a lot of it is he got called up. So fast. So fast and, yeah. like, pushed immediately. So many of the people that get called up get no kind of, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look at Andrade. Andrade was off TV for, like, a month. Love and then he came out. back. And I, just, I don't want him to screw himself out of the spot he's worked so hard to get because of a reckless move that he could have maybe paid a little more attention to. No, you're absolutely right. I'm not going to, like, you're totally. But um, yeah, that was good. Where he's at. Um, I saw a lot of people shitting on the Shinsuke Rusev promo, but, like, I was cool with it. I thought it was one of Shinsuke's better promos in a while. He did his job. Yeah. Like, and using that Total Diva shit, like, we can't pretend that shit doesn't exist, y'all. Everybody knows Rusev and Lana don't actually have those accents. Well, Rusev does. 
That's where well, he talks. Yeah. No, but I mean, Rusev's yeah. accent's not as thick as he puts on. Yes. On the camera, like he hams it up. Yeah. On camera, but his English is a lot better than people give him credit for it. Right. You know, right, Lana right, right. talks like a typical fucking American because she, oh wait, a is a typical fucking, fucking American. American. <laughs> She's born in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is the time of the show where I have to say something you don't want to you don't want to hear. I'll go back to my cheesecake. So I gave Kyle the heads up because that's that's my bro, but. We're we're if we're gonna roast everybody, if everybody gonna get this work, if we're gonna call out all the fuck shit that happened this week, then we have to start with. And there was a lot of fuck shit this week. A lot of fuck shit more than usual. Then we have to. We should have started the show with this, but I wanted to ease into it because my my, my bro was out here eating the cheesecake. And I think he was almost eating it preemptively. Uh, but we got we got we got to talk about Becky, y'all. We have to have a family conversation. About Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is tremendous. Becky Lynch is amazing in the ring. She is an engaging character. And she's a pretty damn good talker. But I am so tired of this the man bullshit. And this I'm going to come at everybody's head. And talk about shit about everybody. And this Conor McGregor cosplay. Like I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. I'm so annoyed by her right now. I, I was... I was happy she lost because I thought for once she would shut the fuck up for like five seconds. Like, I'm so annoyed by her right now. And I want her to keep having fire matches. I want her to stay at the top of the card. I want her to main event WrestleMania. I do. Because she's great. But my, my, my points of contention that I said to you personally and on this show numerous times are, one, these cheers are not earned. Number two, the crowd will turn on her because of said cheers not being earned. And number three, this character is not genuinely her. So eventually, we always see through the fakeness. She's playing it great right now. She's convincing right now. When she first turned against Charlotte at SummerSlam, that was real. You could tell that that was a frustration of three, four years of being ostracized and pushed behind all the other ones. Here we are now, three, four months later, and she's she don't have no ammo. She's there's not there's nothing for her to be angry about at this point. There's nothing for her to keep going at people at about this point. But she continues to play this Conor McGregor character, and legitimately, I beg you to listen. Pay per view notwithstanding, pay per views are a way different show than a regular show. Look at her reactions on SmackDown. Since she came back from injury, it is not the same. They are not as strong. Charlotte's getting better reactions right now. So I, I, I just, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want her to, I don't want to cancel her. I don't want to want her to to necessarily change or be de-pushed or whatever. I think she's great, and I want her to have everything she has right now. But I'm so sick of her, dog. I'm, and I, I'm, I. I'm really, I'm really, I'm over this iteration of Becky Lynch right now. Tell us how you really feel, man. I mean, I and I and you know what? I thought I was the only person, and then I listened to Ricky and Clive today, and Clive feels the same, 
and I've seen some people on Twitter, and they're starting to feel the same. I'm telling you, I will be shocked, shocked if the crowd stays with Becky through February. I'll be shocked. Oh, they're going to have to because at this point, we know where the ship is sailing. Oh, no, yeah. She's going to, she's, again, pay per views are different shows than every week. <clears throat> right? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, whether they want to or not, they're going to have to because, like, we can see what direction they're sailing the ship Oh, with Becky Lynch. Oh, okay. Like, you, I mean, the writing is all over the walls unless they're about to pull some kind of swerve job. Well, you got to remember, we're the authority now, so maybe we're going to switch it. I don't know. I don't know, but, like, right now, the writing seems to be on the walls because, like, they got the momentum they needed to have an excuse to do a women's match in that main at a time when they honestly need it because Roman out. And the the, the sad thing is... Charlotte's looking the best she's ever looked at the time where Becky needs this the most. Charlotte might take another spot from Becky, dog. Yo, man, said she didn't have anything to be fire about. That would be something to be fire about. That, and maybe she needs that to, to continue to, to get back to that genuine fire. I don't know, man. I, I, I God, I want her to succeed so bad. I'm not, I'm not a Becky stan or a, I'm not even a Becky fan. It's I know okay. you are. I was gonna say, I am. It's okay. Um, but but I'm not. I'm not a Becky hater. I've always enjoyed her work. Um, and I can tell when somebody's worked really hard to deserve a spot. And I've told you this numerous times. When I say I don't think she earned her cheers, it doesn't mean I don't think she's earned her spot. I don't think she's earned to be the biggest star in the sport. And Austin compared, she ain't earned that shit yet, dog. She ain't earned that. Not not on screen. And um, the IWC giveth and the IWC taketh away. Speaking of takeaway, total change from the WWE because everybody's getting this work this week. I think I might be ready to throw in the towel on Ring of Honor. Dog, no, really? Give them like, to the G1. I'm getting close. Give them I'm to the G1, close. bro. I'm going to give them until the Supercard weekend. That's what I mean. Yeah, Supercard. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm going to give them until that WrestleMania weekend. Well, what happened? Uh, just, did, you, did you did you see this, the taping shows? Is that yeah, I saw Villain Enterprises or whatever the fuck they're calling that fuck that's shit. A really, that's a really shitty way to bring in Brody and PCO. I just think I that's know, a right? Terrible like, way. such a terrible re- way to bring in Brody and PCO. But, like, the elite people are gone except for Marty, and Marty will be gone after that weekend. So, like, they all gone. Um, Jay Lethal, like is treading the worst kind of water and has been for years. I hate that team. I don't talk about as people, much less Mm -hmm. as performers, Mm -hmm. good performers, but I hate them as human beings. So I just can't. Mm -hmm. Um, The only positive thing that I have seen coming out of that company in the last week is they signed El Bandito. Oh, Oh, that's that's tremendous. He's going to be great. Yes, uh, and, like and that I is think, the most positive thing that I've seen come out of that company in I, like the last month. I think Bandito, I think Flip, I think the Kingdom are like real high spots that they can maybe not build around, but can be points that they can, you know what I'm saying? Can be. Thing is, though, but the thing is, like, those are the people they're going to have to build around, even yeah. if they can't build around them. 
Because you have those people, and then you maybe oh, throw Cobb. in Dalton Castle. Cobb. And Jeff Cobb. Yeah, Dalton Castle and Jeff Cobb. Whoa. And that's really all they got. Castle already said he got a he got a uh, he got a offer from WCW, and he's taking it seriously. <laughs> I love that dude so much. Um, and and I will say this: Dalton is Dalton is coming up on his contract, but the boy is signed to 2020. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: these particular boys are awesome, and I love them, and I I will support them in any way that I can. But the boys is a generic enough thing that you can get any fucking random ass jobbers to do that shit. You are right, but though, but but the twins really seem. Oh no, to the work twins are great. Yeah. I love the fucking twins. Yeah, I love when they fan up. Like yes. I, everything about it, I, I'm on board. But, um, um, so you know, you know what pissed me off about those tapings? Oh, I can't even wait to hear. Oh, you know what they should fucking do? Before you tell me what pissed you off about the tapings, they should let fucking Matt Taven face Jay Lethal for the real world title and let that motherfucker be the real world champion because the only reason any of us should want to watch a world title match at Ring of Honor is if it has Matt Taven. All I'm saying is that should have been the main event of Final Battle. I, but you know, I I'm a WWE shield. My bad. How does Marty keep having to defend his title shot? Because inexplicably, people keep being ahead of Marty in line because he has to defend this title shot. Fight for because well, he's got to defend this title shot because the next person in line for the title shot was Dalton Castle. So Dalton Castle has to get a shot at Jay Lethal first. And then, as long as Marty successfully defends it, he can get his title shot. It's it's so stupid, dog. It drives me so, convoluted. so crazy, man. And they're reaching they are reaching TNA levels of promise you, promise you, promise you, and then fuck you over. Um, I think we talked about um we talked about final battle a little bit. Uh, it wasn't on the air. Uh, pers- that was just, I think, between me and you personally. Uh, Cobb and Page was amazing. Um, Adam Page is a star. A superstar. Loud War was fun, um, even though they had the worst camera work I think I've ever seen. Well, I mean, that's typical Ring of Honor. But that was bad. Like, you missed two whole major spots. Yeah. That happened back to back. But okay. Um, My biggest complaint with the bully flip thing was they kept teasing a table spot for the entire fucking match and then never had a table spot. Two separate tables. One of them they lit on fire. Oh, it never got lit. It was supposed to be lit on fire. Yeah. It never even got lit. Just poured the lighter fluid or whatever the fuck it was on it. And then they just. But yeah, you can't tease a table spot for 30 minutes and then not at least have somebody accidentally fall through that bitch. I will say this, though. The level of interest in that was the match I was most interested in when the show started. But the level of interest that that, that my heart grew saw when he grabbed his girlfriend and he was about to power bomb the shit out of her. I was standing up out of my chair with my face on the TV like, oh shit. They had me I there. I was really hoping that they had had a plant in the crowd and that she was gonna take the table bump. I was really hoping for too. a like attitude era Trish Stratus flashback. We're terrible people. Terrible. 
horrible people. Oh, that's, that's absolutely what I wanted. I wanted an Attitude Era, Trish Stratus-style flashback where Bully just fucking slammed this bitch straight the fuck through the table. You, 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 know, you, you know, how do you feel about bait and switches in wrestling? How do you feel about them? It depends on the execution. Because, the again, I don't watch Ring of One every week, but they got me with the Daniels thing. I really thought, like, okay, he's, he's about finally going to retire. His 70-year-old ass is done forever. Maybe he'll go uh, do some dates with if they do AEW, or maybe he'll sign as a trainer and do some work. Finally, the only company he's ever wrestled in the WWE. But basically hang it up. And then they run the Kerry Silken angle where he saves Kerry Silken from getting caned. And now apparently Kerry Silken is going to give him a contract again. Like, don't do me like that, dog. Don't do me like that. Yeah. Don't do me like that. I was kind of hoping that it was maybe like SCU's contracts were up too and they were just going to go be part of AEW. Well, I figured that with the curtain call. Yeah, like that was the other reason I was thinking that. I was like, okay, cool. They can just go be part of AEW because like that's really what got SCU over as a thing anyway. So like, all right, go with your gravy train. And then, nope. Nope, they got another year with Ring of Honor, apparently. And to be fair, Ring of Honor needs some tag teams because Silas and Beer City Bruiser are done. And Beer City and Andy Milanakis, the kid from uh, MTV, that's him, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Beer City Bruiser and that guy are still tag team. But they're trash. Not trash, but they're, yeah, they're trash. Um, Super heavies can only be interesting if they can bump, and neither of those guys can bump. Especially not, believably, for any of the fucking cruiserweights running around Ring of Honor. But Beer City Bruiser, Beer City Bruiser thinks he's a cruiser because he keeps wanting to jump off the top rope and do frog splashes and shit. The only thing Beer City Bruiser needs to do is not be on my TV. I can accept that. And Andy Milanakis was cool when he was a kid, but I don't like growing Andy Milanakis. Nah, nah. He can sashay away. Does he have to sashay? I don't care how he does it. He just needs to get the fuck <laughs> off the screen. Who, do they have any tag teams besides SCU and the team that you won't name? Uh, and, of course, Vinny and Coast uh, to Coast. Who the fuck is Coast to Coast? Exactly. That's a tag team for real? Yes, that's a tag team for real. You lying, dog. Motherfucker, could I make that kind of a name up? I don't know. I, wait. I, I want this to be live on the podcast. I'm not cutting this out. I am getting my Google out. And okay, I'm get it out. Google Coast to Coast Ring of Honor. Oh, my God. Don't worry. I'll wait. The best friends take on Coast to Coast. Who the fuck is Coast to Coast? Is that, is that um the preacher? Uh, Caprice Coleman? No, it's not Caprice Coleman. Well, you know, all black folk, they think they all look like anyway, so. That's all right. I won't tell your secret. Who the fuck is this? Who are these people? Exactly. LSG and Shaheem. LSG, Shaheem Ali, and Eli Isom all came from the same creator, creator wrestler uh, app on, NBA, on WW2K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coast to fuck what the Oh you have got you flabbergasted me live on air. Oh, oh I also proved what we say every week. I am an actual Ring of Honor person. I, I do know that roster, in spite of how shitty it is. 
And you know what, man? You could have told me his name was Brian Malonis. I mean, Andy Milanakis sounds so much better, though. It does. And he'll never be called his real name. <laughs> I'll never do it. I'll never say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, let's talk about this on air. Can we? Sure. What did you think of the Gresham Zack Sabre Jr. match? It takes a lot for me to not mark out for a Zack Sabre Jr. match, but uh, somehow that managed to be a combination that I just wasn't really feeling. Can I? Can I? I don't. I don't like to. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I know how hard John Gresham has worked. I've watched him at Reality of Wrestling yeah, but when he was got another dude. All the charisma of a wet noodle. He has the charisma of octopus. Fair. Yeah, sure. Octopi are very smart. That doesn't mean I want to watch one wrestle. I, I'm, he don't have it. Not, not at, not at that level. He don't have it. Nope. I'm sorry. Nope. I'm, I'm nope. really sorry. Like saber, I won't say wrestle circles around him, but saber wrestle circles around him. Oh, you can say that because I mean saber is one of the best in the world. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. saber wrestled circles around him. Um. Facts. Can I tell you the so um. While we're still on Ring of Honor, then I want to talk to 205, this theory you guys have. Um, okay. You know, besides the Bully Ray, uh, Flip, girl, Flip uh, Gordon's girlfriend spot, you know what I marked for the most in the entire mm. night? Mm. The balloons coming out and Vinny coming under the ring. Oh, not yet. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. the boys and then dragging them underneath the ring. Yes. If you look at my Twitter, I tweeted as soon as Taven it. came out and TK showed up, I tweeted, where's Vinny? And, yep. Y'all, the Kingdom really are the best thing about Ring of Honor. They're so good, like, if, they're, if it weren't for the Kingdom, I would throw in the towel completely. So, you think you're on your... And best friends are still there, right? Yes. So, uh, the, I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. Well, you know it's going to be the... You know it's going to be the... Uh, the what's going to be the final, the final straw nail in the coffin for you, right? Hmm. When they make Cheeseburger the champion at Supercard? I don't hate Cheeseburger as much as you do, remember? I hate that dude. I hate that guy so much. I respect him. Like, that doesn't mean I want him to be a champ or anything, but I respect Cheeseburger. I respect any wrestler that wrestles because I know what it takes to do it. I've taken a bump. I've ran the ropes. I know how hard it is. Other than that, I hate that dude. I hate that dude. Like, bro, like, I don't understand it. Something about him, man. It's just because he's it's because he's so scrawny, and it's like, no, he shouldn't have a chance. So go cheeseburger. This, this is all I know. American fans are crazy, so we 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 pulled for some stupid shit. We cheered Ellsworth. Jap- yeah, but I mean, even the Japanese crowd. Yeah, you be, I was just about to say it. The Japanese fans love him so much that lets me do something. He's about got him. the underdog. He's got the underdog thing down. Something about it. It just works. If there's one thing that I can say positive about Japan that's better than America. Is their fans when they cheer for you, they've you've earned their cheers. So cheeseburger did something. Um, so cheeseburger would essentially be damn cheeseburger wouldn't even be in two hundred five live because he don't two of him is two hundred five pounds. But two hundred five live the theory. Do you think they're shutting it down? I will never ever put anything past Vince McMahon so um, 
I won't say that they're definitely shutting it down, but I mean, it feels like they're phasing a lot of people out of that show. But you say a lot of people is literally one. Are the Lucha Booties still on 205? Do we? We'll see. We don't talk about them, man. I don't think I, about yeah, them. Yeah, but are the Lucha Booties still on 205? Right? They haven't been on in like two weeks, so I don't know. I don't miss them. I mean, I'm not saying that they need to be missed. I'm just saying it's a pattern. Lucha Booties, Mustafa, what's next? I'm hoping Drew, mostly because I want Drew to be on TV more. Drew and Gallagher, or just Drew? Just Drew. I don't really give a fuck with Gallagher, one way or the other. Gallagher is is a perpetual lackey for someone else. He Man, and he was so interesting when he's when he started. He needs to go to NXT UK. That. Him and Mark, so Mark Andrews, they start trying to push him. Yeah, him and Mandrews both can go to NXT UK. Like, send them both back to the UK. Let them do their thing over there where they'll be given more interesting characters and they'll be allowed to be better. And you saw the, um, what was it? The the, the King of the Ring tournament they had over there? The one that Zach Gibson won. Mm -hmm. You know, Gallagher was in the tournament. He fought Zach Gibson in the first round. And Gallagher was essentially the old man face in the match, and the crowd gave him all the love and adoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sent his ass back to the fucking UK. Um, Post haste. Because right now, on 205, he's a perpetual lackey. He, was, he started out hot, like you said. Then he was Brian Kendrick's lackey. Now he's Drew Gulak's lackey. Can, can I make a... Can I make a uh, prediction? Yeah. The first two or five live of the new year, we're going to see new faces. Okay, I, who? I think we see... Who is that, but who? I think we see Birch and Lorgan. And um, on this on this week's two or five live, I didn't watch it, but I read the results. So I watched it sometime this weekend. Murphy is saying, I beat Murphy, I beat Ali, I beat uh, Alexander. Those are my two biggest competitions, and I laid them out. Who you got for me? And he says, I got somebody else for you. They very clearly don't want to push Tony Nese, because that's the perfect guy to push before Mania. I don't know, man. Somebody might get called up. Maybe somebody whose name reminds you of bouncing off of some walls. Oh, Ricochet? I mean, that's that's fine. I, I will find, He can go there. That's fine. That wouldn't bother you? Because you know some people would, like, lose their shit. It wouldn't bother me because I, I like Ricochet, but I don't worship Ricochet the way a lot of people do. Like, I like Ricochet. I think Ricochet is good. I think Ricochet is entertaining. But, like, all these people that talk about Ricochet, like, he's the second coming. I'm just like, chill with that shit, yo. Um, speaking of Ricochet, I can finally say on air now, it's aired. If you remember when the, when the tapings came out for the NXT tapings, I told you that something major happened and I, I like, I had to tell you after the show was over. Mm-hmm. It happened tonight. Gargano and, uh, Ciampa did the meet in the middle together in the cage on Alistair Black. And it wasn't just the meet in the middle. They did the arm shit too in sync, in, 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 in sync. And um, yo, y'all, DIY is back. Maybe I think so, but you know, Doc, I want so bad to see DIY heal DIY versus face black and uh and dream. 
that that might be my dream pun intended match. I mean, I I I, I mark for all parties. NXT is one of the few things that won't get to smoke this week because not a whole lot of smoke to give to NXT. We could if we like really sat here to pick it apart, but like in general, not a whole lot of smoke. What would like, legitimately what would we give smoke to in NXT right now? The glutton of riches that they have, and the fact that that glutton of riches means that a lot of people don't get time. That's about it, and that's actually a positive if you think. Yeah, about it. like it's a it's it's a great problem to have, but like that's really all there is to poke at. Can't poke that bear. No, you can't. Uh, okay, how did it say his name? Not Dijakovic, but how? Yeah, yeah, that's how you say it. Donovan Dijakovic. They said it's it, originally Donovan Dijak, but like Dijakovic. Right. It's Dominic, but they said it some weird way. Dijakovic. Probably they, they. I was gonna say they probably said it in the like um, Slavic way. Dijakovic. Right. Dijakovic. Yeah, that's how they said it. I knew it wasn't Dijakovic, but because you know that's southern people just say whatever they want. Um, he he debuted tonight. He. What's he, funny? I I mean I he he like clapped back at the person who pointed it out, but it is funny that like. They changed his last name from an actual Slavic last name to a Slavic middle name. <laughs> because Kovic or Kovna is like, that's how you know whose child someone is. Oh, it's like me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like people from especially Russia, where this tradition originates, like that's... um. That's like the way that they do it. They'll take your father's first name, and if you're a male, they'll add Kovic to the end. And if you're a female, they add like Kovna or Kovina to the end. And that like is the middle name. That's how you know whose kid they are. So they changed his middle name, his last name to middle name. Interesting. Yep. Instead of Dijak, his name is now of Dijak. <laughs> Wonderful. Thought of it of Dijak. Um, so we kind of ran through all the shows. So yep. I want to take this last little, and even Ring of Honor. So I want to mm-hmm. take this last few minutes. Uh, we're going to get out here pretty early today, pretty fast. It's the last episode before the holidays. We're not going to have an episode next week, a live one. Um, I had a special taped episode with Darren Kirkby, a.k.a. Mags and Bags. And, uh, that's very a, excited. It's a very, very, excited. very fun conversation, man. It, it was a blast. And we're going to put that out next week as kind of just something to give. And then we'll be back with, like, when we say when I say the the pre-Wrestle Kingdom show, I mean, like, it'll be out the day before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're going to break that down. And we're hype, y'all. We are so hype. hype. I'm, I am as hyped for Wrestle Kingdom as, as I am for WrestleMania. And yeah. that's it's saying a lot for me. be a show. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Should we get one of the Chaos Game of Strong Style guys to break it down with us? I mean, we can always ask them. We can always ask them. Well, I, I know he's going to listen to this, so Josh, I'm going to ask you and not really get Jeremy. I'm going to get you. So, yes. I don't, want no, I don't want no smoke with Josh, the young boy. Yeah, he did get kind of upset last time that we asked uh, Jeremy. Well, Josh is my guy. <laughs> he know, he, me and Josh are real tight. He knows that's my guy. So he knows that he's my go-to. Josh is my New Japan guru. Um, yeah, so Josh, we'll get you on. Um, let's end the show this way. Um, 
let's roast whoever the fuck we want to roast. Let's get out of the way. This is just the roast episode, the roasting episode. Um, all right. And it's been a roasting kind of week. Let's get all this bad juju out of our system for the new year. All right. Um, so I'm going to roast again, Shane McMahon for being all over my product right now. And I need that shit to stop. Um, I'm going to roast Kane and the undertaker for not retiring. I'm going to roast Brock for having the belt. Save some for me, bro. Let's go back and forth, man. You just got to. All right. You get three. I I gave three. You give three and then we'll go. I want to, I want to roast Apollo Crews for being so talented, but yet so fucking boring. So useless. Oh God. I want to roast, um, shit. I should have been prepared for this, huh? I want to roast Drake Maverick for just being annoying in general, yet doing his job well. And for not mm-hmm. and, and pick who you want to be. Um, I want to roast Bobby Lashley for not saying let me be Bobby fucking Lashley. I uh, uh, yes yes. Um, I want to roast. Who am I gonna go for this time? Gosh, you're right. We should have been more prepared. I want to roast creative for recycling 2010 SmackDown. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, I want to roast. Oh, God. <laughs> I looked up the WWE roster on Wikipedia, and the mm-hmm. very first thing on the roster is McMahon Family now. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's terrible. Boxes checked. It's terrible. I want to roast. I want to roast Raw's tag division, yo, because yes, we we yes. got to we got to do better, and we're I, I really do believe we're going to do better. I I do believe that. Oh, tag, I mean, I still believe that the Usos will end up on Raw before the year next year's over. Not just that, but I do think that one of the actual changes that will happen is that they will actually tr- start trying to utilize their tag divisions at least competently. I ain't saying they're gonna be like, you know, TLC years. Or Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks hot. But I think they'll at least make it competent again. But yeah, please fix that. I want to roast the U.S. title for still being a fucking joke. You think it's the title? I mean, I think it's the title because that title's been around for what? 20 years? No, 15 in this form. WWE, yeah. Yeah, this version of the title's been around for 15 years. And... Not since the original, original, original brand split has that title meant shit. That title hasn't meant shit since John Cena had it and it spun. Wow. Hmm. I don't know if I can disagree with you. I mean, there were some good brains in, but that's fairly, that's almost, that's pretty fair. I want to roast. I got to get it out of the system. Mustafa Ali. If you're going to have a move as breathtaking as 054, and you're and, and and you're going to know that you've worked really hard to get a spot. You you can't miss. You can't knee a guy who lost his career for four years because of concussions and knee him in the head. Then simultaneously, you can't go on a podcast saying, "Yeah, when I do the five four, I don't really pay attention to what I'm doing. I just do it." Yo, I, I've got the best one for us to end our roast with. Okay. I want to roast the fucking IWC for being a bunch of inconsistent, 
dumbass rush to judgment dipshit fans who say they want A, but they really want B until they get B, then they want C, because they don't know what the fuck they want, and they need to stop fucking whining all the time. Did you, did you like the roast hand I was giving you? Did you like that? Yeah, I did. Th- I did <laughs> like that. I did like that. So, Internet, this is your fault. We're part of you, and we know it. Yeah. We all, you notice, notice a lot of the times we say we or us. Um, let's end on something positive too, man. Let's say some positivity shit. Okay. Um, thank you for women's wrestling this year. Amen. Regardless of company, women's wrestling has been phenomenal this Amen. year. Amen. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to say it. Even though we roasted them all year and gave them shit. Thank you, AJ Styles, for being the, for being the prototype, the prototype of a champion. In, in, in WWE. Thank you. You know, I may have not liked your reign. I think you have, I think it may have gone a little too long and been a bit problematic, but you you held the title with grace. You performed every weekend. You performed every night. And you never shorted us on a performance. Thank you. I want to thank The Miz for holding down the talking segments in the middle portion of every show that he is on. Okay. Yes. That's a hard job to do, and it didn't matter whether he was on Raw, whether he was on SmackDown, whether he was Intercontinental Champion, whether he had Maurice, whether he didn't have Maurice. You throw him on in the middle of the show with a 20-minute talking segment that he is expected to carry, and he will find a way to make it work. Thank you, Daniel Bryan, for two things. For coming back. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but sure. No, no, just for like the the effort that went into that. I, like, yeah, I give the sure, like, sure. But thank I, you for that. I, I, I want to thank you for two things. I want to thank him for the best reinvention we've seen in years, and I want to thank him for for finally admitting what we've been saying here at the edge for years that the, Miz the was fans right. are fickle. The fans and the are Miz fickle. Was right. the, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for thank you for that. Um, and two more two more because i got two more all right we'll do two more okay um thank you to the smackdown tag team division we roasted the raw tag team division but thank you to the smackdown tag team division i know they've got more star power than raw does in their tag division but they stayed interesting and they've managed to keep five teams relevant for the calendar year Thank you, Ronda Rousey, for having the best non-wrestler debut ever. Yes. Ever. She has set the bar so high. Thank you, Undisputed Era, for giving my boy Roddy a home. (laughs) Oh, come on with that bullshit. No, thank you to the Undisputed Era for being badasses, though. No, but you you meant the first one. (laughs) I mean, I totally meant the first one. Hi, Roddy. Um... And I, uh, let's end it here, and we can get out of the show with this one. And I hate to be all, you know, all bubbly and emotional and whatnot, but thank you, IWC, for listening. Thank you for yeah. supporting us. Thank you for making us a part of your day, word to Colin Cowherd. And love, hate, or argue, fight, friends, whatever it is, as much as we have beef a lot of the times, you make this thing fun. So thank you guys for allowing us to be 
in your ears every week. And, and chase uh, our dreams. And chase our dreams. And even though we are two young men who are just chasing our dreams, trying to do something special for our families for Christmas, or Hanukkah, if that's your spiel, uh, you know, we make mistakes sometimes. Every now and then, we might say something that you just don't rock with. But, as my good brother Kyle would, would like to say, if we say something that does not rock with you perfectly, we do not apologize. But what we do nope. say is... We don't give a fuck. Happy holidays, y'all. See y'all next year.